So in yesterday's shear, we were trying to understand um, why it is that stars are an indication of nighttime for both morning and morning and like beginning of the day and the end of the day. And we bought a number of psukim where it says baboker, baboker, and that was the most recent one. Um, in other words, that was kedeli ten tchum boker. That was one of the answers. So Amr of Yosef, I think that's number four now. Amr of Yosef barbun im amarli ten la if you want to give the obisherakia, meaning if you would like to give the, the, the whole time where the sun is transitioning through the oviharakia, the, the width of the rakia, as we explained, you want to give that to both both night, both ends of the day, you want to give that to nighttime. And you see then that day and night in duration won't be the same. The Tani, we know, at the various equinoxes. Then what we have, Hayom, Valayla, Shavim, that they're actually equal. So then for it's not possible, it would be a contradiction to the bright if you want to give the times of, let's call it dawn till sunrise, and also from sunset till night, if you want to give them both till night. Okay, so Amra Huna, Nalfina Mideracheretz, we can learn it from the way of the world. What's Mideracheretz? It says, Shari Malka, Nafak, when the Melech is ready to, begins to go. So remember, Yotzer, if you want the nimshal, means when it's um, coming into the world, right? So yotzer coming out of its, again, the mashal uses coming out of its pouch, but uh, so just so we can understand it. Um, even, if it even if it hasn't fully come out, the king hasn't fully left, Amrinan, we say the king has left. So that's why in the morning, even at the first signs of light, alotashachar, using the mashal, we can say that it's already considered morning. However, now this gives a change is critical, and Reb Chaim yeah, it goes, according, uh, goes according to the Gra. So I'm going to read it inside. Reb Chaim says, Shari Alil, meaning when it's when he begins to Ole Al, um, that's again, Afagab, uh, this is the end of the day, Afagab Dolo Al, even Amrin and Al, even though he hasn't completed going, like going up, going, then we say it's as if he's already gone. So in other words, this, in other words, once it's sunset, even though it's not yet pitch black, we still say it's already nighttime. In other words, when the stars appear, that's the thing. Now that girsa saying is critical because if you have a look at the um, if you look at the, the girsa that we have in front of us in Yoshami, Shari Alil, when it begins to go, we say Lo Amrinan Al Ad Shata We don't say he's gone up until he's completely gone. So using the nimshal, it means until it's completely dark. And we don't. That, that would be again fit a bit more like Rabbeinu Tam that nighttime is much later when there's no there's no rays of the sun. There's no evidence of light at all. Okay, let's continue. Zit. When someone gets up to Daven, he has to put his feet together. Now, we're going to have the fortune of having Samagadata today. Um, and I say that because you have a lot less of that in Yerushalmi than you do in Baldur, as a proportion of the, uh, of the Gemara. Let's continue. Trey Amorain, what happened? Rebbe Levi, Rebbe Simon. They're both these two Amorais give the reason why you have to put your feet together. One says, because it's, it's be like angels, we're going to explain how we know that angels have their feet together. That's a more familiar one. The Chadamar and son, and other, the other one of the Omorayim, they say it was like the Kohanim. And this sort of reminds me a bit of the Orach HaShulchan. He quotes the Rashba that says the reason why we wash our hands before we come into Shul is a bit like the Kohanim that wash their hands before coming to Avodah. So again, both these have imagery of when you come into a Shul, which is a Mikdash Ma'at, about actually uh, you have this imagery of being in the base of Midrash as a Kohen, Kohen doing Avoda. But anyway, let's continue. Um, what, what's, it says, Manda Amar Kohanim. He says, the shit that says it's like Kohanim, what's that? It says, 
because it says Lot Hale Bamalot Al Mizbahi. So was that? Okay. Lot Hale Bamalot Al Mizbahi. You cannot go and in steps on my Mizbeach. Shu Mahalchim Akev Betzad Godal. What would happen? They would go up foot in front of the other like this. They wouldn't take steps and they go up a ramp in order for Mitzad Sniut. And what's interesting, and also in a signal, Mandamak Malachim, and the shit that says, um, like Malachim, the Raglehim, Regal Yeshara, that the Malachim had straight leg, meaning they had no, we'll see in a moment, they had no knees. So they were staying together, feet together. Now, what's a Nathkemina to these two shitot? According to Rabbi Chaim, so the Nathkemina would be that if you say it's like Kohanim, then you don't have to actually be like this when you're davening, you could even be like this, one foot in front of the other. Because the Kohanim, that's exactly how they go up the ramp. They go like this, you know, one foot in front of the other as they're going up, up, up the ramp. So that would be the Nathkemina between the two, the two different shitot. Okay. Okay. bar Andraya b'shem Reb Shmuel bar Soter. Hamalachim ein lahem kvitzim. The Malachim don't have knees. My timer, and that's not necessarily my timer, what's the reason, but rather what's the pasuk? What's a, it's interesting the way you, you can sort of look at this hashkapically. The reason meaning what's the basis in a pasuk for it. Anyway, let's continue. It says, Kirvat al chad min ka'amaya. This is Daniel saying he came to approach one of the Malachim and he called it a ka'amaya. Now, ka'amaya could mean it was simply standing there. However, the, the, the um, Yerushalmi says it was Kayamaya, meaning it was not that it happened to be standing, but rather it was a standing creature. So that no fits him. If you don't have knees, you can't walk. And then by definition, you're a standing creature. So that's how the, the Yerushalmi is mafarish this uh, this pasuk. That, that, that was it wasn't just a happened to be that this malach was standing there, but rather that was the nat- very nature of this malach itself. Okay, that it was a standing creature. So Amrav Huna. Anyone sees a koinim in shul? The bracha rishona up in the first bracha. So lomar, you have to say the, the following pasuk: Baruch Hu Et Hashem, um, Et Hashem Malachav. B'shni in the second bracha of Birkakonim, you say Baruch Hu Et Hashem Kol Tzvaav. The wishlish in the third one it says Baruch Hu Hashem Ekakol Masav. In other words, as the as the um, koinim is do as the, as we do in Birkakonim. You're meant to say the brachas like, um, you may say this tzukim. Now, why do you have to do this? The Haredim says, is that's just as you, when an Ebed gets a, a gift from his master, it's a, it's a sign of appreciation. So you mirror the birkakonim as you're getting a bracha with these various tzukim. And it's interesting, what's a baruch Hashem alacha, baruch Hashem called tzvaka, baruch Hashem called masad. Rosh Zerilio says, one's connected the, first one's connected to Malachim, Hashem's dominion over the Malachim, also of the Olam HaGalgalim, various mechanisms of the upper worlds, or Baruch HaKomasav, meaning rule over absolutely everyone. It kind of gives us a little bit of insight of what's going on in this, uh, in this, in this um, command. For Musa, in Musa, when you hear Bukhakonim, it says, the bracha rishon on the first bracha, Tzarech Lomar, Shir HaMalot, Hinein Baruch Huet Hashem, Kol Sorry, Hashem So in other words, you'd have to say that pasuk, and when you hear the first bracha, you'd reflect it with that pasuk. you say kodesh, and Hashem Okay, so there's different psukim you say for shachrit and different ones you say for Musa. Im hayu, and it says um, arba What's that mean? Tongue twister. In other words, if you, it's a day where there's Birkakonim four times, 
So Imayu Arba, you have a day where you have a Ne'ilah, Mincha Ne'ilah as well. Then what happens is the third time, Kliti'ata, you go back to the Psukim you said, Berkadmita, in the first Psukim, which ones we said in the beginning. And the Urvi'ata, in the fourth time you hear Berkakwanim, you'd say the Psukim of the second one, the one we just explained by being by Musa. Okay, let's continue now. So Amar Abchanina, my Ayelet Hashachar, Ad Shiyur HaMizrach, Adam Alech Arba Milim. So Ayelet HaShachar is before dawn. Well, the, I'm going to hold off explaining exactly what that timing is, because the Gemara is going to explain it soon. However, there's a period from this time called Yelet HaShachar until dawn, and that time is the time it takes for someone to walk four mil, which you say is about 72 minutes. Mishiyur HaMizrach, Ad Shiyur from dawn until Netzachama, till sunrise, it's also Arba Mil, or uh, four mil. So we say, how do we know that from, from dawn till sunrise it's that next length of time? As it says, this is talking about Lot, he left, that he left that dawn, and it says, meaning the sun rose, and Lot arrived in Tzohar. So let's try and calculate what's the distance from Storm to Tzohara, and that's probably 72 minutes. I mean, some less Arab Arba mil, but the Gemara says that's ridiculous. It's not that long. It's like much longer. There are mountains in the way. It's going to take much, much longer to get there. Your terror have one. It says it's, it's going to take much longer. So you can't bring that as a proof. So Amr of Yizira says, What's this mean? If you remember in Eruvim, you had the concept of Mekadrim Baharim. That's what the Mepharashim explained it. That's when you measure the Tchum Shabbos and you get to a mountain, what you do is you effectively, it's like you drill a hole through the mountain. How do you do that when you're measuring? You get, we, we said it, you get um, measures of, I think it was four amot long. And as you're progressing up the hill, you measure the horizontal of the mountains. You're, it's kibiyach without physically drilling through the, through the um, mountain. You're effectively measure, measuring the distance as if there was a hole through the mountain. So that's Mekadrin. So again, Reb Chaim says what they did for Lot in order for him to get there quick enough, they were, you could say tunnel, but they basically flattened the mountain for him so, and in that sense, if it was a flat plane, that exactly that is exactly what the distance would be, but from storm to tzor. Okay. So Amarabi Zira, Hamalach Amakadras Benimbah Derek has exactly what it's explained. Let's continue. Uminain Mayelata Shachar, um Ad Shior Hamizrach Arba Mil. How do we know that from the time of Ayalata Shachar? That it, until this time, which we haven't explained what it is yet, but until we till dawn, that's also Arba Mil, that's four mil. So it says. Because the Pasuk says, it doesn't say kumo like it should have. It says, ukumo, mila It seems to suggest that it's a comparison to another time, another set of zman as well. Meaning, kumo we saw in the previous Pasuk, it says, kumo as the, we explained it loosely, we translate loosely, as the sun rose, uh, sorry, as it was dawn, that's when Lot left, um, left, uh, left storm. But it says, because it says, it seems to it's also comparing, making a connection between the two Zmanim, before and after dawn itself. Those two Zmanim have to happen to be Arbamil. Okay. So, Amar Yossi Barbu, Had Ayalta Dashachra, Amanda Amar Kochvatahi Tai. So, what is Ayalta Shachra? For those that think it is, it's, it's the appearance of a particular star on the horizon, we say that's a mistake. That's a ta'ut. Why? Because the time when it, it rises or appears in the sky 
varies from during the course of the year. And we seem to suggest that Rashacha had a pretty much a fixed zman between when when Alatashacha was until until dawn. So it can't be an appearance of a star. So Maikadun, what is it? So Kamin Tre Dukrinin, the Nahora, the Salkin Min Medincha, Umenaharin, which means Kamin Tre, it's like two Dukranima, it's a Karnaim, like two little horns or rays of light, the Nahora of light, the Salkin Min Medincha that seem to appear in the east, Umenaharim and shine. Okay, so in other words, it seems to be almost like horns of Ayal, not Ayal, Ayalet, but Ayal, like a ram's horn that seemed to appear very, very early in the morning, way before dawn. And then from there, it's sort of like the light start, in the morning starts spreading out and spreading out until you hit the point of dawn. That seems to be what Zayalat HaShachar is. So the Gemara then continues, Dalma. Now, when you see Dalma in the Gemara, don't think it's Dilma, like we've seen, like Babli. Dalma always introduces a mice in incident, an event. The Mepharshim explained what the origin of the word is, but uh, the key here is that it introduces a mice. So Rabbi Chia Rava, Rabbi Shimon ben Chalaf, to have a mahalchin, Bakata Arbel, the Kritzta. In other words, what happens is they're walking by this Bika, by this valley, um, Bikat Arbel, the Kritzta very, very early in the morning. And they start, saw this phenomenon that we refer to as Ayelet Hashacha. Okay? Ashmur Tabokir is Kritzta, Reb Chaim says. And what happened? That it began to uh, shine its light. Amar Rebichia, and there's a famous Midrash now, Amar Rebichia Rava, Reb Shimon ben Chalata, Berebi. Now, Berebi is always a sign, an expression that's given in the Gemara, we've seen this in Babylon as well, of referring to a, a Rav who is a Gadol, like a very high, um, high level show, show of respect. So it says, Israel. The phenomenon you are observing at the moment. That is what's going to be like the gula for Am Yisrael. In the beginning, you'll only see small rays, kima kima, meaning it's only going to be bit by bit. Just as we find the phenomenon of the the which is small rays of light, but then it starts spreading and becomes dawn, and then eventually have sunrise. The gula has that same appearance, same phenomenon, meaning it appears in small amounts, but it develops and expands, and eventually to the final gula. So we see, we'll see an example. So my time again, what's the Makor for this? Ki eshev b'choshech, when I sat in darkness, meaning in galut, Hashem orli, Hashem is the light for me. So kach we also find this by Megillah Esther. What happened? Mordechai yashav b'shar ha-melech. Bachar kach, that's b'levush sak, I think that's the, uh, the Passover. Let's double check. Oh no, that's even earlier on. Sorry, that's even, this is by Bintan and Teresh. It was already there. That's already seeding, placing. This is the full Yamaka. Then what happened is the Haman took the, the clothing and, and the sus to honor him. What happened? He sat by the Shara Melech. Then what happens is going out before the king in Levush Malchut. What happened? So see, the progression was small, um, small you know, almost insignificant or, or minor events that expanded from which the that led to the ultimate gula of the Jewish people in times of Mordechai and Esther. Interesting, they say is associated as well with Esther Malka, so Eletashachar as well. What's even more interesting in this is the comment of the, um, the Reb Chaim. We see in this in this Gemara, and I think it's fascinating, it says, it's, what happened after the Kachamante Lavush Vatasus? After that says, with the gears that we have, is Vayeshev Mordechai El Sharamelech. 
that he stopped wearing the sackcloth and he went to sit back in Sharamelech. The grass says, absolutely not. Why? You take that out. Because in Yerushal, in, in the Bible, it says he went back to the Levush, he went back to the Sakfa Eifer. What does Reb Chaim says? I'll read it to you. Can you read the Svirle Rashaim with the Chazal Sharamelech? Reb Chaim wants to, Shlita wants to Mekhaim the Yerushal. Kikvara Sirisakov, a tiny tour. He already removed the Sak. Velo Svirle Kid Amar Begamar Bablit. Elsakov in the Teshav, that he went back to his second Tanit. The reason why I, I got excited about this is maybe that's the, maybe the, you can say, maybe with a, a hint of creativity, that there's, a, there's enough commitment between them, Valdin Yushama's vision of what it means, Kaleta Shachal, the Gula happens. That it, is it something that con- consistently, much like the phenomena, always shines, continues to grow until it gets beautiful and amazing, a bit like the Yushama said here. Meaning after when Labusha Basuk, he didn't go back to Sakpatanito. He went, he, he was wearing, he was back to, he was sat in Sharamelech and it just kept on getting better and better, better, better from then on. Or maybe like the Bible is saying, no, there can be setbacks along the way. He, Mordechai went back to where the Labush and the, the Saka, the, you know, went, went to the Bainpeck Saka, Saka. I don't know, that's just maybe with a bit of creativity, but in the end, I, I still found that fascinating, the, the Rukhain's comment. Let's continue. Okay. Now, Rebbe Hanina said, if you remember before, he said the time from dawn to sunrise is the time it takes to walk four mil, which he said was 72 minutes. So that seemed to go like Shittat Rebbe Yehuda. Again, Shalmi, you see it says Yuda, but it's a, that we're familiar with it being Yehuda, right? Same person. Same time. Datani B'Shem Rebbe Yehuda, Ovyo Shel Rekia Mala Hamishim Shana. The thickness of the rakia, permanent, if you want to translate it as that, is 50, it would, it, the time it takes to travel there would be the distance it would take to walk 50 years. Okay? Adam benoni malech arbi mil bayom. A normal person can walk 40 mil during the course of the day. While the sun is you know, tearing through the rakia, that's malach chamishim shana, is the time it takes to walk. 50, again, not the walk, that's, that would be the distance that would move 50 years. But that, Adam, a person could walk during that time period, ma'alach arba'at mil. The time it would take a human being to walk, time it takes for the sun to make that transition is four mil. So in other words, nimset we find, omer, sha'ovyo sha'rakia echad ma'asarabiyom. So that's the statement there. The statement there is actually, if you... I know a number of you do Dafyom, but we actually learned this recently in Pesach, in pretty much this Sugya. Um, but the point is, it's, it's, is, you can see the correlation between the time for a human being to walk from sunset to, sorry, from, from say, dawn to sun, sunrise or sun, um, is the time it's for mil. Uh, and the time it takes the entire day for a person to walk is arba'im mil, so you see it's one-tenth, okay? And what was the business about 50, 50 years? That's the distance the sun travels as it progresses through that area. The distance it would take a person to walk 50 years. So you understand the, I think the Gemara there in Bavli says, and, and therefore the, um, the, 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 the distance it transitions as it goes over the course of the day would be 10 times. That would be the distance it takes a person to walk 500 years, something like that. Let's continue. So we also see that um, so just like the thickness of the rakia is that of that again is fifty years journey, so too is the thickness of aretz land and also the thickness of tohom the depth. How do we know that? My time, my time or my time? Again, what's the base base? What's the proof base on sukim? 
says, Hayoshev al Chug Haaretz. Chug means like a circle or a globe. And this is a psukim referring to Karashpropolis. He's Yoshev al Chug Haaretz. That's again Chug, which the word Chug is associated with Aretz. We've got the Chug Shamay Mitalech. Again, that's referring to Shamayim. Bektiv Bechuko Chug al Pneitahom. Again, the word Chug is referred to in the Pasuk that's associated with Tom. So, in, in other words, what the Gemara says here is we've got the word Chug mentioned in all these three psukim that talk about Aretz, Shamayim, and Tahom. So, therefore, it connects the three, saying they have the same dimensions. Okay? They have the same depth, the same width. Okay. Let's continue. Now, this is interesting. Tani Eitz Chaim Mahalecha Meshemotchana. The Eitz Chaim is, presumably we're talking about Eitz Chaim in Gan Eden, right? Is the, the, its dimensions is that of the journey of 500 years. Now, again, how do we understand these uh, Midrashim? Obviously, there's a lot of depth to it, but we've said previously on our calculation that the world itself was 500 years because we said that the world, the journey was, uh, it took 500 years because between, um, again, the time it went to transition through Rakia was a tenth of that, and that was 50 years, if you recall. That's what we said previously. So what's interesting here is what's this etzchayim? So here I had to lean on the Mepharshim uh, Midrash because this is in Bereshit Rabbah. And the Afer Torah says, what's this etzchayim? If you want to try, try and bring, down, bring this down to earth, pun upon it a little bit. It says, etzchayim hi ilamachazikim refers to the Torah itself. And the idea that the, that the Midrash is trying to convey here is that, that the Torah itself is not something that's a nachala for select individuals. What is it? The Torah itself is meant, to, is meant to be accessible to everybody. So just as we said, the world itself was 500, the Malach of 500. And now we're saying, the Torah itself, the Etz is also 500, means the Torah expand, expands the entire world, meaning it's to, to, to demonstrate the Torah, it should be accessible to every single individual and not just uh, to the select elite few, okay? Which is kind of the point of this uh, Yerushalmi Shia, really. Um, they're trying, you know, take the Rishon access to everybody, not to the, the, the few elite. Uh, let's continue. So, Amrav Yehuda bar Eli. Again, there's obviously a lot more depth to it than other, there were other Mepharshim Midrash that were going, I think, through all the Kabbalah bit, which I didn't understand. So, let's continue. Amrav Yehuda bar Eli. Lo sof davar nofo el afilu korto. When it talks about 500 years, that's talking about the dimensions, if you like, of the branches. We're just talking about the trunk. So, the branches would make it even broader. Okay. The whole pilug may bereshit and all the waters from may uh, from uh, they divide mitbalgim mitachta they divide from underneath it they spread out from it. again Yaakov Torah says is that the, that's the the waters are saying that all the chokhmot all the wisdoms of the world are mitpaleg they come divided out they're contained within um, the creating the Torah itself it's chaim hina right as we say you know so my time, how do we know? It says, that, that this etz is planted on the divisions of the water, the waters, the streams, the maybration come from. So the etz chaim is one sixtieth of gan, and the gan is one sixtieth of eden. As we know, Hashem is natagan be'eden. So it's not gan eden, there's two different things. So as it says, so how do we know this? The Nahar Edem that there was a Nahar, there's a river that came out of Eden that was that was able to lahashkot to water the gun. That's what the Pasuk says. And we say Tamsit Kor Tarkav Shote. What's this mean? 
The Mara Pulda says as follows, it says, A kur is a measure, where a kur is 30 seah. And if you fill it with water and you pour it out, what happens is you have a tamsit, you have some water that's a remnant that are left over on this, within the kli. And how much would that be? That would be, I'll be stuck on the walls with mimic, and that would collect up, it would say, settle to the bottom. That tamsit would equal three cups. So three calves out of a uh, 30, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, three calves out of 30 seah is 160th. Because a seah is a, a seah is six calves. So a tar calf is a half a seah. So again, you do the mass, starting with 30 seah, if you're left with a half a seah at the end, it leaves off the tamsit is a 160th. By the way, just so you know what the, 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 the wording of tar calf Rechaim explains that it's actually a connection of two words. It's trevekav. Tarkav is trevekav. So it's two and a kav, which is like three altogether. That's three kav, which is again a half a seah. So in other words, in other, what we're saying here is, since it seems the gun was watered mitamtsit from, if you like, the remnants that came from the Eden, we understand it must be a 60th. The gun must be a 60th of Eden. That's the way the, the Gemara pieces are together. Okay. Um, that is, uh, that is what I have for you today. In the Arashah Mishir, and Mr. Shem, we will continue again on Sunday. Sure.